Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Thursday, May 25th, Ian Cameron. I promise to have a lighter, cooler temperature about, uh, for the show today than I had yesterday. Obviously, Jamie Ben pissed me off uh, a ton. Uh, we're a little calmer. We're a little more relaxed today, uh, starting the uh, Thursday edition of the uh, Ice Guys show. But Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and another guest joining us today, pro hockey player Jordan Sambrook, with us on the show today. Jordan, welcome to the Ice Guys. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Good to have you uh, with us. So as always, first time guest, uh, let's get into the Jordan Sandbrook story, if you will. The hockey journey, how you got into it, where you've been. Uh, obviously, uh, junior hockey, uh, some really, really good teams you played with in Erie with the Otters in the Ontario Hockey League. I mean, you're throwing out names like of teammates of yours in your Erie days, Jordan. I mean, Alex DeBrinkett, Warren Fogle. Both Radish brothers, Taylor Radish and Darren Radish, who are both in the NHL uh, right now, uh, of course. Um, and um, there's another one you met. Uh, I'm trying to, yeah, Dylan Strom. Dylan Strom, yeah. Uh, Dylan Strom on that team. That was a pretty damn good Erie Otters team. Never mind the McDavid teams from way before that. Those Erie Otters teams that you played for, Jordan, uh, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, they were real good. Yeah, obviously to uh, to start my journey there, I was drafted by Erie and. Uh, what an honor that was. I, I had no idea. I, I talked to Erie and I talked to London uh, and I talked to Barry. So I talked to three OHL teams before before my uh, OHL draft. So I was kind of thinking there's no way I'm, I'm going to get picked and everything. But fortunately enough, I was. And then uh, and that kind of brought me the first year there. And I was, uh, I was with McDavid at that first camp, as you mentioned there. And uh, it was pretty cool seeing him. But then made the team my second year. And uh, like I said, that that year we had a really good team as well. We went to the conference finals. We lost to uh, we lost to London Knights in the conference finals, who who had Kachuk and Marner and uh, Christian Dvorak as their top line. So that team was fucking good. That London yeah, team. Wow. they were real good. Fact. But um, but yeah, so that was a good year. Then brought me into my second year, and that was the year we won the OHL championship. And the names you just mentioned there, uh, like I said to you uh, to earlier there, that that might have been one of the best junior hockey teams to ever be assembled and. Um, we lost, end up losing the Memorial Cup finals to uh, the Windsor Spitfires, who, who lost in the first round of the playoffs, but they were a good team nonetheless. They had some pretty pretty big names on that team as well. Um, then my going to my third year, I started off with Erie, then I traded to Sault Ste. Marie, and uh, ended up going to the finals there as well. We ended up losing to to Hamilton Bulldogs in the finals. My team. We got <laughs> you that year. Yeah, yeah, you guys got us, but that was a good series. Like I said, uh, another Awards, yeah. another good uh, two teams going at it there, and uh, finished off my OHL career uh, in, in the Sioux um, after four years. And uh, after my first year, I was lucky enough to be drafted by the Red Wings, drafted to Detroit, and uh, it was a pretty cool experience as well. The draft was in Buffalo, so nice and close for me, and had my whole family come down there, and it was uh it was an awesome experience i like i said i had no idea really where i was going to go i was just that's got to be a great feeling right no sweat whatsoever getting the entire sandbrook clan down there to support you right exactly yeah nice and easy nice hour and a half drive from toronto and 
uh, like I said, didn't, didn't know where I was going to go. I had people saying I was going to the second round, had people saying I was going to the seventh round, had people saying I wasn't going to pit. So it was uh, pretty nerve wracking sitting there. But once I heard my name in the fifth round, there was obviously a huge honor and something that I'll uh, cherish forever. Absolutely. You get your name called on an NHL draft floor. Uh, it is a uh, moment in time that will, uh, you know, something that'll last forever. You'll remember. Uh, forever and the last few years of course you mentioned uh, florida everblades we were talking about that they've been an echl juggernaut they've been the detroit red wings of that league where they i think they've missed the playoffs just once in the last 25 years you were saying florida everblades have been and they're still playing right now if you're paying attention to echl hockey right now they're in the conference finals against the uh the newfoundland growlers uh right now so uh they're still alive to win another kelly cup they won it last year so they're really looking to go back to back that florida team but you played there how fun was that experience? And of course, now you're with Kansas City in that league. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, obviously, so coming out of out of junior hockey, I, I played one year at Brock University for U Sports. Uh, didn't really know. I obviously wanted an NHL deal because my OA year there, I would have been a free agent after Detroit didn't sign me. So I was looking for an NHL deal. Uh, didn't get one. Tried to pick up a couple AHL deals, but it kind of fell through at the last minute. And uh, so just decided to go to U Sports and start my start my U Sports career and get my uh, education package there. So I went there my first year, had a good year. Uh, I think we lost in the second round to University of Guelph. And then uh, the second year was the COVID year. My second year there was the COVID year. Yeah. So our season got canceled, then decided to uh, to go play pro because the ECHL was still playing. So <laughs> no stop in the ECHL. But uh but yeah, I signed with Florida once when they reached out to me and asked if I wanted to come play. I said this is a no-brainer, especially during COVID times, because Florida was pretty pretty wide open and everything, no no restrictions and all that. Yeah, you knew so, you would be able to keep your career going there, that's for sure. Florida yeah. was business as usual, 2020-2021, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, I decided to come down here, and I didn't play uh, a whole lot, but it was just a really good experience. To We, we had a really good team here. The, the decor was like stack of veterans that were that were good players so didn't play a whole lot but got the experience and the the ice time technically at that point to be able to you know continue my career further my career and still keep up with some some good players and then uh yeah i guess the last last year two years ago was the year we won and uh got to play a, a whole lot they they kind of reassured me after that first year that you know they really wanted me back and and then I said, but you had me right on the spot, really. To, they didn't have to say too much to try and lure me back in. But you felt like you made a pretty solid, at least decent contribution to that championship team. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I played quite a bit. And I'm kind of more, as we were mentioning there earlier, the, my points were more so in junior. Now in pro, I'm kind of more of a, a defensive, I guess, D-man, where I'm kind of solidifying the penalty kill, kind of that sort of role. So I felt like I did a job for them there. And Obviously, we had a we had a good team, and we went on to win the Tally Cup last year, and it was a, a great experience. I, I won, obviously won one in junior there, as I mentioned, and now win, winning one in pro in my first year, first full year, was uh, was pretty cool. And then got traded to Kansas City three days after we won, so it was a quick turnaround. But uh, they didn't let you celebrate very long. It's like, oh, no. yeah, you're, you're gone. Yeah. No, yeah, our team is still celebrating, like, you know, doing all the stuff at the top and all that. And I'm I'm obviously still celebrating with them, but it's kind of weird in a way. Like, uh, now I'm not on this team anymore. Because yeah. obviously I was planning to go back to Florida after you win. You, you know, I was planning to come back unless I moved up to the AHL or whatever. But, yeah, I went to KC, and uh, it was a pretty good year there. We we lost in the first round, but um, 
but I got to play a lot, got to play power play penalty kill, and it was a great group of guys up there. So, um, so yeah, I think that was the – Casey had made the playoffs in like three or four years, so it was nice for there us. There you to, go. You got him back into the postseason. You, yeah, you it was nice for us to do that. that. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's always fun to be part of a team that hasn't enjoyed much recent success. And then you show up there and you have put things together enough that you got yourself into a playoff position. And yeah, obviously you wanted to go further than the first round, but still all things considered a solid season, you know, especially for a team that had missed the playoffs at two years in a row. So Alex is a Chicago Blackhawks fan. You got to play with Alex to of course, with the uh, Erie Otters. I think I know the answer, Jordan, because he's a teammate of yours. You know him well. The Chicago yeah. Blackhawks fuck did the Chicago Blackhawks fuck up royally trading him away? I think so, yeah. Especially with how young he is. And you know, it, he was he was like the nicest guy too. He's like pretty quiet guy, like doesn't really like not like really out loud or anything, just goes about his business and really dialed in, really focused. And I think, yeah, that trading him was uh it's it's kind of a weird situation where they're going for a rebuild, but like you trade one of your young younger guys that are like I, yeah. I didn't really understand that one. Yeah, it made no sense, and especially now when you look at you know winning the the lottery this year, you know how great of a combo could you have already to start off with? You know, having Connor Bedard uh, and Alex DeBrinket, you know, next you know who maybe Patrick Kane comes back, you could be building something right there, right off the off the rip. At least have one good line to, to roll with, even though this rebuild is going to take a couple more years. So. Yeah, trade's looking uh, from bad to worse, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not, not. Yeah, I, I didn't think it made any sense at all because that I, rebuild means you're jettisoning out, jettisoning out bad contracts, older right. players, veterans. Uh, Alex DeBrinkett doesn't check any of those boxes, okay? Mm-hmm. And he is someone that you could have helped build around, and yet he ended up getting uh, dealt, of course. Uh, at the end of the uh, day to Ottawa. So I still don't get that to this day. It's still shocking to me that that ended up happening. And you're right. And now the thought of maybe missing out on a Bedard and Debrinket a combination in uh, Chicago. I mean, Chicago is certainly feeling good about getting Bedard. There's no doubt. Uh, and I think he could have played with Debrinket. Uh, definitely kind of uh, disappointing. Before we get into everything NHL and Stanley Cup playoffs, and of course we'll begin talking about a last night and a series clinching victory for the Florida Panthers. Four straight. Uh, over the Carolina Hurricanes. We were on the air for the BetCast during the game last night, and what a finish that was. Uh, we'll definitely recap that in just a second. Uh, we did find, and we do this with a lot of our player guests the first time uh, that they're with us, uh, we went into the vault, we went into the highlight uh, reel, uh, if you will. We did find something on our guy Jordan Sandbrook here uh, on to uh, present to uh, everybody here on the uh, show. So let me just see if I can find it here. Now, this clip, I believe, for Jordan of Jordan here is from a prospect tournament that he was involved with uh, a few years ago. Uh, so let me just uh, cue it up here. Uh, and this was in 2018. Traverse City, Michigan uh, was the uh, site of it. And I believe this was a game, as we see here, you were playing for the, uh, I believe, the Jackets uh, that yes. year. And there it is. Here's the clip right here. This is uh, Jordan Sambrook doing some of his uh, uh, crafty work right here. So here he is, down the left wing side. Backhand ripped through the old wickets. Did not think that was going to score. I remember, remember that one vividly. I did not think that was going in for sure. Especially like that post check in the middle there. I was like just hoping to, to poke the pot forward, really. 
<laughs> and it worked out pretty good. I'm not sure where the demon was going there, but is that one of those deals where you're like, that's got no shot in hell of going in the net when I let it go, and then all of a sudden, hey, <laughs> basically, yeah, especially in like an NHL prospects term. Maybe if I was back in like you know summer hockey with my buddies or something, but NHL prospect term, I did not think that was going to go in, but. You know, fortunate enough. I, I actually had a predetermined that tournament too. When I I went there twice before, obviously with Detroit, and then after they signed me, Columbus invited me to their uh, prospect tournament, and then Main Tampa as well. And it was funny. I I think I had like a point per game, like four points, four games or something. And then I had a good camp as well. And then Tortorella was the coach there that year. And yep. uh, when I met with him, when they sent me back, uh, they said I had a really good camp, but they said I didn't have a, a great prospect tournament. So I was kind of like interested in my head. Like I was like, maybe you did score a goal there. You know that, right? Did you, you did see that? You weren't <laughs> napping, were you? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like, I thought I had a, I thought I had a really good prospect tournament. I yeah. put up points and I thought I was playing physical and uh, I don't know, maybe they, they must've saw something I didn't see, but, but, uh, but no, that was, that was a cool experience and cool to score that goal for sure. Sounds like as a defenseman, you've got similar characteristics in your game as now I'm not trying to put you on the same pedestal as this guy who coincidentally enough got his, uh, head taken off last night in the game by Sam Bennett, but you've got some elements of Jacob Slavin in your game where you can be steady at both ends of the ice. You man the defensive end, especially now, as you say, you've gotten later in your uh, pro career, you know, man the defensive end of the ice, take care of your shit in the defensive zone. And then, you know, if there's opportunities to, you know, move the puck up the ice or get involved in the rush, you will. Uh, but you've got that kind of slave and element where defense first, but hey, if you need to jump up into the play and shoot the puck, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of spot on there. And I, I always used to say whenever uh, the like executives in the NHL would ask me, I always used to say I compared my game to Petrangelo. Figure enough, he's in the conference final here as well. But uh, but that's why I always just compare myself to. I feel like he's kind of the same way. And yeah, I think you I think you got spot on there on, on the way I play. No doubt. Um, Alex, I'll just throw it right to you right away rather than me go on a spiel for five minutes, which I typically do when I recap these games. We'll give you the first crack at it. I mean, Carolina, Florida last night, incredible job by the Florida Panthers, uh, a phenomenal ending. What a thrilling conclusion. Does yeah. it get more thrilling than that? Four seconds left. Matthew Kachuk, who else, with a series-winning goal, his third-game winning goal of the series? Are you kidding me? Talk yeah. about Mr. Clutch. What a job by the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, frustrating, Alex, for Carolina, but Florida made it frustrating on them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, and, and Florida, you know, showing the killer instinct when it mattered the most. You know, they were dominating play for most of the, of the, of the contest. Uh, and, and they didn't get phased, didn't get rattled when they gave up the tying goal, kept their composure. And like I said, you know, Matthew Kachuk, who's been the lifeblood of this team throughout this postseason run, uh, you know, he's only the, now the fifth player to score three game-winning goals in the same series, the first to do it since Dustin Bufflin uh, back in the 2010 conference final when the Hawks beat uh, San Jose. So that's just a great company to be in, in line with. And now Florida, I mean, they can rest and wait. See who they're going to get most likely uh, facing against the Vegas Golden Knights. It should be an interesting uh, cup final for sure. But like I said, it's just hats off to Florida. No one thought they were going to get through Boston. Uh, and once they you know, were able to take them down, they just had that momentum rolling their way. You know, Knocked out uh, Toronto after the run they had to get uh, out of the first round finally. And then just continued it on with uh, Carolina. So beating the three best teams in the East. Uh, they're proving that they belong here. And, and there's a reason why they were celebrating skating off of that Prince of Wales trophy because they truly earned it. 
yeah, I don't mind this. This is this is just a bunch of bullshit and a bunch of BS and a bunch of crap when I hear it about you don't touch the Prince of Wales trophy. Don't touch the Campbell Conference trophy on the other side. Uh, you know, don't touch that. No, I mean, I don't buy into the superstitions there. If they want to enjoy it, touch the trophy, you know, take pictures with it. That's fine. You're not going to lose the Stanley Cup final because you touch the trophy. Okay. I think it, uh, I think I it depends. At all. I honestly yeah. think it depends. I think it depends. It depends on the organization. Yeah. Hawks didn't touch the, the Campbell Bowl in th- the three years that they won it. They won. You know, Pittsburgh, you know, picked up and touched it. They went back to back. You've seen Tampa Bay, you know, go two out of three when they touch it. So I think it depends on, on the franchise. And, and I think every franchise has a different, you know, kind of theme. And, and you have to honor that. Think about Carolina, too. Um, yeah, first of all, for me, when it comes to Florida, Matthew Kachuk, sensational. Bobrovsky, sensational. Maybe not the absolute best game from Bobrovsky last night, but when it, he, because he gave up three goals, but. At the end of the day, when he had to make saves, he made them. And and he still made a couple big ones when it was 3-2 Florida. Now, eventually they tied it, but he still made a couple of really great saves in the course of that game because Carolina kept on pushing with their season on the line, knowing it was win or go home uh, for them. He still played well. And I, I say it again about this blue line. There's no way that on paper, and we'll get Jordan's thoughts in a second on this, to me on paper, there's no way Florida's blue line, one through six, is as deep as Carolina's. But what the Florida Panthers have gotten in this series is those bottom defensemen, Josh Mahura, Radko Gudas. I mean, these guys are playing out of their fucking skull. Okay. They are just playing absolutely the best hockey I've ever seen out of them. I'm seeing Radko Gudas give up the puck in the neutral zone. I'm like, there's the Radko Gudas. I know last night turn over in the neutral zone and he's not got the best foot speed, but man, did he, he just put his head down on a back check last night or getting back after coughing up the puck. And he took away a chance for Martinuke. And all hustle, all effort to get back there and negate what would have been a prime scoring chance for Martin Nuke during that game last night. That's the kind of work and the kind of play you're getting right now from Radko Gudas, Mahura, and some of these bottom uh, of the bottom depth defensemen for the Florida Panthers. We all know how good Montour is, and we all know how good Ekblad is, and Forsling's pretty good as well. But what they have gotten from the other guys on that blue line, it's made up for the, whatever lack of depth we thought Florida had in this series compared to Carolina's blue line or Toronto's blue line, for that matter, in the second round or Boston's blue line in the first round. You know, they've just gotten this six to play above their heads. Like maybe they're playing over their heads. Maybe this is not sustainable next year and beyond that get Gudas and Mahura and these guys can be that good. But right now they are that good. They're playing that good. They're playing with confidence. They're playing some of the best hockey of their lives. And that's why Florida's here. Uh, and then of course they got their big gun stepping up offensively. And again, Ajo last night, I saw him, uh, John at the refs more than putting the puck in the net, you know? And unfortunately I, you know, that's enough. I hate to say it cause he's a great player, but he didn't have a great series and he didn't produce and they needed a lot more out of him. Uh, in that series for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, just like Natchez was pretty quiet uh, in that series. They didn't get enough from their top forwards. But I will say this about Carolina. They went out on their sword. Okay, they went down, you know, kicking and screaming and, and battling right till the end. Think about the fact that Jacob Slavin gets pulverized by Sam Bennett early in that game, doesn't come back. That's their best defenseman. He plays in all situations, even strength, power play, penalty kill logs the most minutes uh, on that blue line they're without him for the rest of the game they end up seeing Natchez take a puck from Brent Burns shot friendly fire if you will 
Uh, he ends up leaving the game for a bit. He did eventually come back. Stefan Nason, who's been a great uh, presence for Carolina in these playoffs, he ends up leaving the game due to injury. So there was a point they were down two forwards and their best defenseman last night uh, in that game. And yet there they were tying the game 3-3 with under three minutes to go, only to see Matthew Kachuk put it in the net with four seconds left in that series. I mean, just uh, you got to give Carolina credit. They battled tooth and nail right to the end. They could have, you know, it's funny. This was a Florida four game sweep. It could have been a Carolina four game sweep, or at the very least, it could have been three, one Carolina after last night's game. You know, that is how thin the margin was between these two teams. But regardless, Florida kept finding a way to win those coin flip games and win those tough, close one goal decisions. And Carolina didn't. And that ended up being the uh, series uh, in the end. But credit to Carolina for a, still a good season, battling till the end, not having Andrei Svechnikov as well. Let's be real, that finally caught up to them as well in the conference finals. But even more credit to Florida. Outstanding run. Paul Maurice, congratulations. He's always been one of my favorite coaches. Affable, honest, great press conferences because he, he bears your his soul out to the media, it seems. He gives you everything you could ask for, emotion, you know, information, you know, a real honest assessment of his hockey team in every press conference. And I applaud Paul Maurice for that. He's always been one of my favorite press conference listens from any head coach in the NHL. So congrats to him. He's into the Stanley Cup final now for the second time uh, in his career and looking for that elusive first Stanley Cup championship. Uh, Jordan, what were your thoughts on that game last night and the series overall as Florida sweeps away Carolina? Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy. Uh, I didn't watch the entire game last night, but I watched bits and pieces of it there. And uh, and yeah, I honestly, it, it's kind of felt like the Leaf series a little bit, where I felt like maybe you know Carolina might be able to squeak this one out and hopefully bring it back to uh, to Carolina for Game Five. But but I think Florida, as you mentioned there, they're they play so good as a team. They have a they have a bit of everything. They got guys that can score, guys that can hit, guys that can hit and score. <laughs> so. Uh, so I think just as a team, they're, they're so good. And obviously Matthew Chuchat there, obviously the, a huge gamer, as Paul Maurice said, and, uh, and him scoring that with four seconds left and having those two overtime ones. And one of the best celebrations I think in overtime oh, yeah. when he calls his team off the ice, that's, that's hilarious. I think that one's so good, but, uh, but, but yeah, just with him and honestly, yeah, they're looking like, uh, unstoppable right now. I think they're going to go on to win the cup. I mean, I, I it's like they they feel like they're on this magic carpet ride that's not going to end until they hoist the Stanley Cup. It feels mm -hmm. that way uh, about this uh, Florida team. Here's the um, devil's advocate, though, and the counter argument to that. I just saw something they put up on either it was either TNT or Sportsnet last night during the post game, and they said that teams that just the last team to get in the playoffs or the team that got into the playoffs with the fewest regular season points that the last two times those teams have gotten to the Stanley Cup final, it was Nashville, I believe, in 2016 against Pittsburgh, and Nashville lost in the Stanley Cup final. It was Montreal, you know, just a couple of years ago after the pandemic against Tampa Bay, you know, and they lost in the Stanley Cup final. So that would be Florida. If they follow that pattern, Florida, maybe, do they lose in the Stanley Cup final uh, as well? I don't know. I think you can make too big of a deal of that, but the last two times – We've seen the team with the least amount of regular season points in the Stanley Cup final. They lost in the Stanley Cup final. So uh, maybe that's a, a sign. Maybe Florida won't get it done. But boy, I mean, this magic they've got going, it's really hard to believe at the moment. 
uh, that they're not going to get it done. It just seems like they can do no wrong, you know, mm-hmm. at this point in time. There's uh, no question about that. Uh, and uh, like I say, credit. Yeah, Sam, that was a clean hit. That was a clean hit by Sam Bennett. It's an unfortunate, awful result, you know, with uh, Slavin's head hitting the boards, which is what g- probably got him that concussion and why he didn't return uh, in the game last night. But there's no doubt it was a clean hit. You can't say, oh, dirty play uh, by Sam Bennett. It was just a good, hard, open ice hockey hit. Mm-hmm. And just with a bad result, uh, unfortunately, last night for uh, Jacob Slavin in that game. But a uh, great job by the Florida Panthers as they roll on now to the uh, Stanley Cup final. And they will be awaiting the winner of tonight's game, or I shouldn't say tonight's game, the winner of this series. They could be getting the winner of tonight's game if indeed the Vegas Golden Knights end up sweeping the Dallas Stars tonight here in game four. But uh, we will definitely get to that in just a moment. Shout out to everyone watching live on YouTube. Uh, hit the like button and shout out as well to our podcast listeners. We will be back to tee up and preview game four uh, of the Western Conference Finals with Vegas and Dallas coming up after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the uh, Ice Guys show, and it is time now to turn our attention to Game 4, Western Conference Finals. Uh, Is this the final game of the Conference Finals? Are we really going to see two fucking sweeps in the Conference Finals? Really? Are we really going to see this? And we just might. It's Vegas and Dallas. I never in a million years thought this series in particular would go four straight, particularly for Vegas. But here we are with uh, even money, minus 110 now both sides. Five and a half the total. And I'll say this right now. This bet, this line did not open at minus 110 uh, in this game. In fact, Dallas opened as a minus 130 favorite here in game four. So there are a lot of people thinking, stick a fork in Dallas. They're done. Because now we're seeing it close to even money here uh, on both sides. It's hard to argue against that. It really is. I mean, I saw a Dallas team that looked a little physically and mentally and emotionally shot quite honestly, at the end of game three. The way that game went, the way their bonehead captain acted in that game uh, with the uh, cross check and the stick to the head and neck area of Mark Stone, you just can't do it. You harm your team. You put your team behind the eight ball. Uh, you cost them. Like I say, he had at the, that moment, he can't, he's got to think twice about what he's doing, and he didn't. He let the heat of the moment get to him, the emotion, you know, and he unraveled. You know, and he had a meltdown right there doing that. Took himself out of the game, took his team out of the game with that five-minute major. Vegas added to their lead because of that. Uh, It was just awful stuff from uh, Jamie Benn. And then he compounded the mistake because I'll tell you, too, and I said this yesterday, he wasn't thinking of a guy like Joe Pavelski 
when he did that shit to Mark Stone, and he should have. Joe Pavelski's here, you know, desperate at this point of his career to win a Stanley Cup. Desperate. Okay, how many times, how many close calls has he had going back to when he was with San Jose? He got to a cup final one year with San Jose. He's been one of the best players in the NHL currently, in my opinion, to not win a Stanley Cup. Joe Pavelski. And he's close again, eight wins away from a Stanley Cup. And Jamie Benn decides, you know what? I'm going to rob my own teammate who deserves a Stanley Cup more than anybody of a, a best chance possible to win a Stanley Cup because really the game was over after he did that. They made it 2-0 on that five-minute major that Ben took and then 3-0 after that. And by then it was game over. Vegas is too disciplined and too st- stringent defensively to come back You know when you have that kind of start. And just an awful, awful display by Ben who compounded his mistake with not talking to the media at all and then making a little quick getaway out the back door like he robbed a jewelry store, you know, which was absolutely heinous in my opinion. And, and then after that, you think it was bad enough, the five-minute major, the selfish play on the act, on the ice, the selfish act that he committed, not saying shit to anybody after the game, letting Pete DeBoer, uh, Sagan, and Pavelski be the fall guy for his ridiculous actions and his brutal mistake. If you think that was bad, he finally talks to the media yesterday and says, well, you know what? I just, uh, if I could have something back, it would be, you know, that I wouldn't use him as a landing spot. There's no landing spot that says crush your damn stick into the guy's head. Okay, there's no landing spot that says that that's a legit landing spot. None at all. That's just a ridiculous excuse. We didn't hear anything from him about, I'm sorry, I put my team in a bad spot. I really, really screwed up. I owe it to them to be better than that. You didn't hear any of that. No accountability, no responsibility, no taking ownership for what he did. And rightfully so, he's gotten a two-game suspension. He acted like a little rat. The other night, sneaking out oh, the back door so he couldn't say anything to the media uh, after game three. So it's very fitting that, as I said on Twitter, the rat bastard gets two games and suspended uh, for it. Um, no, I'm, I'm just very I'm disgusted by what he did for a captain to act like that from start to finish. Commit that act on stone, not say anything to the media and then give this lame ass, pathetic, laughable joke of an excuse that, oh, it was a landing spot for me. That's how it ended up happening on Mark Stone. It's ridiculous. No responsibility at all. I don't, And that's your captain acting like that. I always say, and Jordan, you can talk about this. You've been in a room before in a dressing room scenario. If the general leads, the troops will follow. If the captain leads the way he should, by example, the troops will follow in line. You know, and I think if Jamie Benn had said something along the lines of my mistake, my bad, but I believe in this team, I'll make it up to them. I, if I get back on the ice after this suspension, I'll be better, you know, and I believe in my teammates to, you know, he's got to say stuff like that. Not this lame ass mumbo jumbo excuse making for making one of the dumbest decisions you've ever made, you know, in a hockey game to do that. Um, but we didn't hear that. And because he didn't say that anything like that, players are thinking, well, do they do they give more in this potential comeback effort down three nothing if Ben conducts himself in a much better manner? You have to ask yourself. But he conducted himself in the worst manner possible, and you have to wonder now if this team is deflated because of it. How do you rally around a captain that just did what he did and and, and acted after the fact the way he did? How do you rally around that? So you're right. People in the chat saying Dallas looks depleted. They look dejected. There was no pushback from the Stars at all. Once they got down four nothing the other night against uh, Vegas, so I haven't bet the side. I don't think I will, but I ain't on Dallas tonight, not at all. 
not a chance. Um, in fact, I'd lean Vegas, uh, maybe a sprinkle on the draw perhaps, but this is kind of like last night. I don't have a strong feel on the side. I'd lean Vegas though. I don't, I'm done trusting Dallas. I don't trust Dallas. I think the way they looked at the end of game three, they look crestfallen. They looked, um, they look like they're ready for their season end now, quite honestly. And I love the way Vegas is playing. I love Aiden Hill and the way he's playing. The defense is playing well in front of him. And I like the personality and the, the good care, just the good guy, the good dude type of uh, vibe I get from Aiden Hill. Do you hear what he said after the game last night? Some moron in the crowd chucks a bag of popcorn at his head. As he's going out to the ice for the third period. Some jackass. I don't even know who it was because they never showed him on camera. But someone chucks a bag of popcorn at Aiden Hill as he's going onto the ice. You know what Aiden Hill said in the press conference? And they asked, what did you feel about you know getting a bag of popcorn thrown at you? He said, well, I guess everything was just hitting me tonight. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was a great line. Awesome. Referencing the shutout that he had, that every puck was hitting him uh, from the uh, Dallas Stars. What a, what a response. Bravo, Aiden Hill. Uh, funny story, too, uh, Jordan, is Alex uh, actually hung out with Aiden Hill's father when they were in town in uh, Minnesota, it was like a dad. Yeah. He's in uh, Alex is in Minnesota right now. Vegas was in town to play the wild. It was a dad's trip. And he ended up just running into Aiden Hill's dad and uh, ended up, I think having a beer or so. uh, It was a a group of the the group of the dads. And we were all down there watching, uh, we're watching Dallas and Minnesota. They were in Dallas and then flying home the next night to play Vegas. And uh, so it was a bunch of different dads and Jack Eichel even walked down as well and stuff. But, but it was mostly me and, and Aiden's dad just sitting there just shooting the shit, having a few beers. And he was the one that kind of stuck around longer than some of the other dads when they were going up to their room. So it was uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, it was. And uh, so Aiden Hill, we're kind, of, we're kind of Aiden Hill fans now, bigger <laughs> Aiden Hill fans than we were before yeah. uh, just because of that. But uh, no, he, and he's played well. Like, I don't think he had to be spectacular like Dominic Hoshik or Marty Broder caliber in game three, but he had a shutout. He made some, he still made a couple of really great saves when Dallas did have some great chances and they protected him well. Like they're defending extremely well. I mean, Jordan Petrangelo, Martinez, um, you know, Shea Theodore, Zach Whitecloud, Nick Haig. I've, re- I've just absolutely reveled over this blue line for a very long time that one through six, that Vegas Golden Knights back end is extremely strong and they are showing it in this series. So for me, I lean Vegas, but I, I don't know if I'll pull the trigger. Um, I, I am going to be on the first, not the first period. I'm going to be on the full game over five and a half tonight, as well as the third period over. And if you re- look back to last night, an elimination game for the first time in that Carolina, Florida series, both the full game and the third period over cashed uh, last night uh, between Carolina and Florida. So I'm going to the well with that tonight, uh, over five and a half, even money, as well as the uh, third period over, which you can get over to at around even money plus a hundred or so uh, at bet rivers uh, with that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Game four, is it over tonight with Vegas and Dallas? Yeah, it's over. It's, it's a damn shame. Uh, but uh, the Dallas run has, has come to an end, it seems like, tonight. And the the bets that I've made are kind of just trying to recoup some of the losses that I'm going to be looking at here with Dallas with all the different futures that I have uh, up. But, uh, you know, like I said, when if I can hit these two bets, it would kind of minimize that so much. So it's not necessarily full-on chase. Uh, I'm not trying to, to, you know, get back everything that I could have potentially won. I'm just trying to, to minimize how much I'm going to lose. So I'm taking a shot here with Vegas. In regulation, plus 145, and the reverse puck line laying the uh, one and a half at plus 240. Uh, by playing a unit each on those, 
that'll you know take care of some of those con smite bets that I made, some of the uh, you know exact series bets that I made with in this particular series. Still going to end up losing with having that future on the Western Conference and different things. So that's just kind of the way that I'm approaching it. But I just don't see, like I said, where Dallas gets their spark and energy from with the way that they lost game three. This wasn't a, oh, they got crushed in double overtime, you know, uh, had a, a ton of chances, and then they had a, a fluky goal. It wasn't like they got blown out 7 nothing and, and got completely beaten down. No, they beat themselves early in that game, and Vegas just finished off the job. And, and that's pretty much what this is kind of boiled down to. Dallas has been beating themselves more, just as much, if not more, than Vegas beating them. But when you put the two uh, combined together, Vegas is the better team right now, and I don't see them slowing down, nor do I see Dallas turning things around at any point tonight. So uh, it's Vegas early and often, and they should be able to finish off the sweep tonight. All right, there we go. And remember, uh, Alex was on Florida last night uh, against uh, Carolina to finish off the uh, Hurricanes in four games and finish the sweep. And Alex likened Vegas to complete the sweep as well tonight. Uh, against the uh, Dallas uh, Stars. And, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's uh, Ice X against the world. Ice X is, I think, the only one in our chat and on this show that likes Dallas tonight. Uh, so uh, we'll, but I'll tell you what. I, I There's there's part of me that thinks, man, this team's too good to get swept, Dallas. Like, the, 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 the roster's too good. The team's too good. But I wonder if their heads and their psyche is just totally shot right now. I mean, you've got that's, – that's my concern. I think if their heads are still in it, yeah, they can win tonight, at least extend the series. Uh, but I don't know about that right now. I really don't. I honestly don't. I'm honestly worried about that. Uh, Jordan, what do you think here? Game four, Vegas-Dallas. I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I think I think Vegas finishes it off tonight. Uh, there's a part of me, like you said there, that that's kind of, like I said, me being a Leafs fan, that's kind of leaning like how the Leafs play against Florida. Maybe they, they squeak one out here and bring it back to game five. But but I think, I don't know, I think Vegas is too good. You mentioned their detour there. That, that one assist is just it's insane. <laughs> Honestly, you got, you got three, four top two defensemen, really, in the league. And, um, or top two defensemen could be on any team. Um, and, I, yeah, I just, think, I just think they're too good. They can, like I said, they have a bit of everything. They they can store, you know, Jack Eichel's up there, kind of leading the charge. Mark Stone, Marsha So, they got Aiden Hill's playing real well, and, um, I just think they're they're another team that's kind of on a mission to not be stopped. And honestly, I think if they win, which I think they will tonight, I, I almost guarantee they're going to win the series. I think looking forward to a, a Vegas Florida Finals going to be, uh, you know, maybe not one that's very flashy on the news articles, but one that will be uh, really good for hockey fans. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's uh, like I say, this Vegas team—they don't even need spectacular goaltending, quite honestly. Uh, they just need good goaltending. As make the saves you should, because I'll tell you what—that blue line will take care of Aiden Hill very well. Uh, so, and it's not just Jamie Ben. Yes, Cheshire Cat. Not just Jamie Ben out serving the two-game suspension. Evgeny Dodonov is out as well. You know, so that's uh, your two forwards down tonight. Uh, if you're the uh, Dallas Stars going into uh, this game, and look. The one thing that you always have to think in the back of your mind, it's the angle we've talked about all year, Alex and I, is the one thing that could be the fly in the ointment for Vegas tonight, finishing the sweep is bounce back Ottinger off getting pulled. But we've already seen that, you know, where he's had now, at one point for as good as a bounce back goalie as this guy has been for most of the season, this is now multiple games now in this series he's been pulled and he's had a rough game. At what point does it get in your head a little bit and maybe shake your confidence a little bit? Because I think Jake Ottinger's confidence is shook. 
I mean, I can't believe how shaky he was to begin game three. You know, he misplayed the puck behind the net leading to the first goal, which I think he was kind of off his angle. Second goal, same thing. Little off the angle on the Barbashev goal. And the third goal's got to be stopped. Ottinger normally, 99% of the time, he has that third shot from Carrier on the backhand short side. Can't go in. And it did. So you wonder if uh, Ottinger, again, confidence-wise, is a little shaken for as good as he is right now going into this uh, game tonight. It looks like, by the way, Robertson, Hintz, Pavelski, Kivaranta, Domi, and Sagan will be the top six. Marchment, Johnston, Delandria on the third line. Frederick Olofsson and Luke Glendening will draw in tonight, it looks like, on the uh, fourth line for Dallas with Roddick Foxa. So that looks like that's going to be your uh, line combinations tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars. And again, when you look at their blue line, I like Haskinen, but he's played a lot of minutes. I think he's wearing down a bit. Uh, Suiters, you know, going to make a mistake every now and then. We saw that in game two. Lindell, Hockenpah, Harley, and Hanley, man, they just don't match what Vegas has on the blue line. They just don't in terms of depth. Uh, so that's something that we have uh, definitely uh, uh, seen from the uh, Dallas Stars in this uh, series so far. I can't match the uh, depth of the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights on the uh, blue line. Yeah, I'm disappointed because I, like Alex, had Dallas futures and Carolina futures. Carolina's futures are done. Dallas's futures are most likely done now. Uh, but thankfully, and like I say, I'm not much of a hedger, but thankfully I did get a little piece of Vegas and Florida to win these two conference finals before the series started. So, you know, it minimizes the damage. doesn't make up for what would have been a nice little payday, you know, if, if these two teams win the conference finals. But at least we minimize the damage a little bit, taking uh, Vegas and Florida. Uh, with the uh, series bets before they uh, began. So we'll see if this is it. And if this is it, no bet cast on, and no no show on Saturday. Like, we're basically going to have a Saturday off. We're going to put up our feet and just call, uh, have a nice, relaxing Saturday if this series ends tonight. We'll have no daily show at noon. We'll have no bet cast, obviously, at night. But if Vegas, or Dallas does happen to win tonight, we will have a show Saturday at noon, and we will have our bet cast as a plan uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. But Dallas got to take care of business first uh, in order for that to uh, happen. Uh, speaking of the show, we do want to mention that, oh, by the way, prop-wise tonight, I think if you're going to look at props, the one thing you can probably look toward is over saves on a hill for Vegas tonight because one thing Dallas has to try to do is fire every puck they can at the net, which you expect from the team down 3 nothing facing elimination. That was the philosophy I used with Sergei Bobrovsky last night, over 30-and-a-half saves we ended up cashing that prop bet last night, saying Carolina's got to shoot the puck early and often, and they did that last night. So I kind of expect Dallas – Dallas will go down fighting like Carolina did. I do think so, but the question is, will it be enough to win? I'm not sure, but I think over saves with Aiden Hill is probably a solid look here tonight in this game. And as far as shots on goal, if you're going to look at Dallas shots on goal individually, like last night, my favorite shot on goal props for Carolina were – Burns, Nason, Aho, and Natchez, three of the four cashed. Only Nason didn't cash in his overshots prop because he got injured and left the game early. But Aho went over his shots. Natchez went over his shots on goal. Brent Burns went over his shots on goal. That's the players you want to target for Dallas tonight. Target Rope Hintz, Joe Pavelski, maybe Tyler Sagan, Wyatt Johnston, I think he'll shoot the puck quite a bit. Those are my four shots on goal props. I guarantee, not guarantee because it's betting, but I'll say this. Three and one or better, I feel confident it can be three and one or better with the result with these four shots on goal props. Wyatt Johnston, Rope Hintz, 
Tyler Sagan, Joe Pavelski over shots on goal tonight for the Dallas Stars. I think if you bet those four players over their shot on goal props, you'll go three and one or better uh, in uh, the game tonight. So definitely that's something I would look at in this one. Uh, and if I'm going to look at any kind of props on Dallas, Pavelski, I'm I, I'm going to go down swinging with Joe Pavelski. The, um, and then the whole team got taken out of the game early. As long as they don't have that, just that, you know, dismal, death-like start where they're down 3 nothing in the blink of an eye again, then they're going to feel they're going to have a chance, and you're going to see them continue to push and try to generate offense. So if anyone's going to step up tonight for them facing elimination, it's got to be Joe Pavelski. He's my number one goal prop tonight, without a doubt, on the uh, Dallas Stars. If someone's going to make a big impact for them, it's going to be him. He's done this before, team-facing elimination, going all the way back to his time in San Jose. He'd always seem to score a big goal in a game like this with his team's back against the wall. So uh, Joe Pavelski, for sure, uh, anytime goal prop tonight, you can get that at around plus 190 uh, at some spots. Uh, you know, you could go with Johnston, too, for a little value. Uh, hints, hints, Johnston and uh, Pavelski, my favorite goal props tonight on the uh, Dallas Stars side. Vegas, Marcia so Why not him? Why not Chandler Stevenson, man? This guy keeps making an impact. Barbashev's been a point-producing machine. I read something that he's got, I believe, 12 points in 13 playoff games for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and he's plus 125 at DraftKings to get a point tonight. Ivan Barbashev, close shave Barbashev. I've always talked about that guy. He has been very good for this Vegas team and a great pickup for them uh, from the St. Louis Blues. So the Barbashev point prop, plus 125, definitely screams value. Uh, to me in this game tonight as well. All right, great stuff. That's Game 4 Western Conference Finals. Uh, we will be back to wrap up the show in just a second. Everyone on uh, you uh, on the uh, in the chat, hit the like button. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back to, and uh, by the way, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month, goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily Ice Guys show, betting card, and, and of course, bonus video content. By the way, I'm going to record uh, one on Monday, at 11 a.m. Eastern time with Brett Pepler. He was on the show earlier this year. He's from Florida. He's busy as shit. He can't join us during one of the live shows, but he's going to do a pre-recorded one uh, with me on Monday morning, and we'll get his thoughts. He's right there in the floor, Miami area. That's where he lives, uh, and he's gone to a bunch of these Panthers games. So we're going to get his thoughts and his take on the scene in South Florida with the Florida Panthers uh, on their way to the first their first stanley cup final since 1996 so uh we'll have brett's thoughts on that on monday that'll be a bonus patreon exclusive for those of you that are watching uh or their members on patreon.com slash ice guys so make sure you sign up and subscribe for that just ten dollars a month yeah also check out the ice guys store iceguys.myspreadshop.com uh we got everything in stock right now we got t-shirts we got hats we've got hoodies we've got everything we got mugs check everything out right now iceguys.myspreadshop.com all right good stuff we will be back to wrap up the show with best bets right after we hear from manscaped support for the ice guys is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscapes performance package the ultimate men's hygiene bundle join over 7 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS, that's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. 
If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the weed whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the weed whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave, and you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner with the ball deodorant keep you smelling good looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you for all you guys out there and it's courtesy of our good friends at manscape.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use promo code ICEGUYS, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back, and time to wrap up the show with best bets for Game 4 tonight, Western Conference Finals. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Pretty simple. I think I know what it is. Yeah, it's Vegas Golden Knights, regulation plus 145. Uh, the Dallas Stars, like I said, just completely gave up on this series. It was pretty evident with the way that they lost game three. I don't see where they have any kind of momentum heading into game four here. Uh, this looks like it's the Golden Knights game to lose, and I don't think that's going to happen. So give me Vegas in regulation, plus 145. That is my best bet for tonight. All right, Vegas Golden Knights in regulation, plus 145. A best bet for Alex B. Smith for game four Western Conference Finals. Jordan Sandbrook, a pleasure. Uh, having you on the show, great stuff. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had fun. And bring you back maybe down the road once again on the uh, show. But uh, Jordan, best bet tonight, game four, what do you like? Uh, I'm thinking, uh, I think the saves, the uh, over on the saves for uh, for Intel and the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I think, you know, Dallas are going to go down swinging and they got a lot of guys that shoot the pot. Robertson, Hintz, uh, Pavelski, all these guys that shoot the pot. So, uh, that's what I'm going to ride on, and I, I think that's what uh, that's what I'm thinking is the best bet for tonight. I like it. Aiden Hill over 28 and a half saves. I mean, the number's not that bad, you know. Now I know Vegas is good at suppressing shots. You know, they're very good in terms of limiting shots on goal. But I think if you're Dallas tonight, I think that's why the prop is a little lower, 28 and a half. But uh, I still think you can get over that because I think Dallas will shoot from anywhere. Mentality in a desperation, you know, no tomorrow type of situation. So uh, Aiden Hill over 28 and a half saves uh, for Jordan. Uh, Sam Brook with his uh, best bet. And my best bet, I'm going to go to the total uh, tonight, uh, over five and a half. Uh, we saw an over finally in Carolina, Florida last night, and it took an elimination game to finally see one go over the total. I'm going to take a shot that this game tonight also finds its way uh, up and over the total. So Vegas, Dallas, over five and a half, plus 100 uh, even money on that. Uh, that's going to be my best bet here for game four tonight. Vegas, Dallas, over five and a half plus 100. Uh, great stuff. Um, Jordan, thanks for joining us uh, on the show. Appreciate it. And uh, I guess for you, it's uh, you're in Florida. It's back to the golf course now, right? Back to the golf course. Yeah, no, I, I thank you guys so much for, for having me on. I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, hopefully, yeah, looking forward to another one down the road. Yeah, and uh, certainly won't uh, take too much to beat my uh, sparkling, you know, 106 or 110 or whatever score I'd post 
uh, in a round of 18 holes. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but great stuff. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Programming notice, no show tomorrow. Okay, we'll be off on Friday, uh, obviously with no game, so there'll be no Ice Guys show tomorrow. And all I can say about Saturday is, fuck if I know. I don't know right now. You know, I really don't. Uh, you know, uh, we'll see. <laughs> if we have a game five Saturday, we'll have an Ice Guys show at noon on Saturday, like normal, noon Eastern. And the BetCast will go on as scheduled, 8 p.m. Eastern, if Dallas wins tonight and forces a game five. If Vegas completes the sweep tonight, it's pretty much see you whenever. We we don't even know because we don't know when this cup final is going to start. One thing I can say is we do have a guest already scheduled earlier, like a week ago. We booked a guest for Monday, this coming Monday. So we will have a show Monday uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and it will have a, a guest with us that day. We've already got it scheduled. So we will have a show for sure on Monday. But after that, other than that, it's up in the air. So right. it's all, and it depends on what's going to happen uh, here uh, tonight with uh, game four. But uh, we will keep you alert uh, and, and uh, updated with that. Uh, great stuff. Thanks to everyone for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live uh, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I did want to throw out this, too. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. Uh, yeah. If you are too young to not know, be familiar with her or have heard much of her music, go listen to a Greatest Hits or something uh, of yeah. Tina Turner. Great voice, powerful music, and she did a little everything, a little rock, a little soul, a little R&B pop you know she had a nice hybrid blend uh, of musical genres in her music she was a great talent rest in peace uh, to tina turner for alex b smith uh, alex do you want to say something on that no it's a very no very well said yeah absolutely she was yeah. a, a dynamic force and a, an incredible woman and and, and she will definitely be missed who doesn't love simply the best? I mean, they've brought it back from the archives on these commercials lately. You see mm -hmm. on television, you always see, see that uh, song played on these commercials. Yeah, Thunderdome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, incredible talent. She'll be missed for sure. And what a yeah. musical career she had. Uh, great stuff for Alex B. Smith, for our special guest, Jordan Sandbrook. Uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again next time, whenever that may be for the Ice Guys show presented by National Hockey Now.